franchising is the most misunderstood and most overlooked form of entrepreneurship. We're here to educate you and help you find the entrepreneur within. Franchising is not all about the French fries. We find that individuals who are exploring business ownership tend to have a lot of misperceptions and misunderstandings about the franchise industry. So what we want to do is help prospective business owners make confident and educated decisions before moving forward or not moving forward with a business. Welcome to Unpredicted Entrepreneur. Welcome to episode 63 of Unpredicted Entrepreneur. I'm Roxanne Rapsky, and this is my colleague, Sarah Wasco. We created this podcast to bring you education and information about business ownership and all things franchising. Our guest today is a former client. We worked together nine years ago. His name is Michael Castillo, and he is the owner of Citywide Facility Solutions in California in the Inland Inland Empire. So Michael's agreed to come on today and share his story of franchise success with us. So welcome, Michael. Thank you. Thank you, Roxanne. So let's jump right in. Uh, Let's get started with back all the way up. And I kind of want to know, tell our listeners, what brought you to the world of franchising? You were in corporate America. Just kind of tell us that story and what led you to seek out franchising. Yep. So as you know, I spent almost 20 years in financial services, um, right out of college as a broker, um, office manager, um, started building out broker dealers. Um, but I just never really felt in control of uh, what I was doing. Um, 2007 market crashes, uh, the, the real estate boom, um, 2021, uh, previous to that, it was attack, and I just felt like I just kept jumping from one to another, um, trying to avoid things. And so, what got me to start thinking about it was that I really wanted to just simply take control of what I was doing, and so that's what led me down the road of um, considering opening some sort of business at the time. Okay, and you um, was interesting because you lived. We met in San Diego, in North San Diego County. You actually showed up in one of my workshops in Carlsbad, but you lived in not very close, right? An hour plus away. Yeah. And, but that was San Diego was part of your territory? Yeah, well, see, that was part of the issue. I would really go wherever the work was or wherever the client was. And so that meant that typically Sunday evening to Thursday, I was gone from home. I had, at the time, three little ones. And that's, I was pretty much on the road. And that was another reason to try to find something that I could control, um, that I could feel good about what it was that I was actually doing, um, not only for my family, but for the place I lived in. Um, I was really frustrated with the idea of having to leave on a, on a Monday morning or a Sunday evening and be gone until Thursday with clients and whatnot. So that was part of the frustrations I had. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, It hit you obviously before COVID, but I think what I heard from a lot of people after COVID when they were staying home with family, they were so used to the travel at the time, you know, they just lived with it. But then after being home with family and not traveling, it was really hard to 
do that again. So I admire you for kind of taking that next step, recognizing that you really didn't want to miss all that time with your family and making a change. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it was, you know, and I did it for several years and I got to a point where the kids were now starting to have the baseball, the the soccer, the, the the school events. And it was just very frustrating to be rushing back and forth and cutting the week early. Um, and it just was not sustainable. And at that point was when I started really um, looking around, Googling, of course, um, looking at different ideas, um, playing around on the internet, um, asking a lot of questions, talking to friends and family, um, really trying to dig into and, and learn about something that I really had no real clue or idea how to get into it. And then you showed up in Carlsbad and um, we started working together. So it was 2015. So tell yep. us what that was like. You choose citywide, you go to training. I, you, when we prep for this call, I wanted you to be honest on this um, episode and tell us uh, the, and, and I say this all the time, but I think hearing it from a client, uh, it holds more weight. Um, the first two years in business are tough. I don't care what business it is. So kind of tell us how that was for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we actually met in 2014 uh, it, yes. it, yeah, 2014 and citywide was one of the, the, the ideas that you had thrown into my lap <laughs> and, um, it was a great experience um, actually dealing with the home office. They're based out of Kansas. And so I had spent my entire career really dealing with folks on the West Coast and folks on the East Coast and um, in business. And so that was a very different environment to now show up in Kansas and talk to folks that really wanted you to win at the end of the day. Um, obviously, they're selling you a product, they're selling you their business idea, but these were individuals that I felt had my back at the end of the day. Um, went to training. It was a two-week training, uh, one week of operations, another week of sales. Um, offices opened up in April of 2015. Home office staff actually came out to, to get us uh, going both on the sales and the operation side. And yes, those first two years were extremely hard. Um, they had prepped me at the beginning of understanding what it was going to take. Obviously, we started with absolutely no clients, no business, um, nothing to register, uh, you know, anything. Um, it wasn't until our second month that we actually picked up our first client. Uh, which was pretty spectacular and it was exciting at the time. And that's when the dots really started connecting as to what it was that we could do. Um, but those first two years, even though we were obtaining clients, uh, we were servicing clients, um, it was a challenge. It was a challenge just financially, just with cash flow, understanding, um, you know, as a business owner, now you have employees, now you have taxes you've got to pay. Um, and it, depending on what it is that you're selling and it, it, it really just became a full desk, um, understanding the mechanics behind it. So before we get too deep into it, I'm sure Roxanne presented several brands. You chose citywide facilities. Mm -hmm. 
Tell us what you do. What type of business is Citywide? Because I think a lot of people are going to be really amazed that this type of business is actually a franchise. So tell us exactly what Citywide does. Yep. So we, at the end of the day, uh, manage services for commercial buildings. So we specialize in the janitorial, but we do 20 plus different services. So that means anything from purchasing supplies to floor care, window care, um, anything from the roof to the curb of that commercial building is what we help and aid our clients with. Um, a lot of folks get into business for the business that they're de dealing with, right? So for instance, they're building widgets one day out of their garage and now all of a sudden they're moving into a commercial building. What ends up typically happening is that that small particular business that they started building a particular widget now moves into a commercial building. And if they don't hire typically a company like ourselves, they are hiring in-house folks to help them keep that building up. That's where we come in. Um, that's where we come in with our account manager who's at single point of contact for their facility. Maybe they start off with just the janitorial and it leads into floor care. It leads into window care. It leads into the landscaping of the facility. But that's where we help our customers. The way that we present it to our customers is that we're sitting on the same side of the table as they are. Our job is really to manage those services for the client. So they don't have to. It's almost like, it sounds like for these small businesses, a lot of times there's maybe an admin or an office manager or somebody that has a, a regular job, but then they also get taxed with these facilities issues that they really don't have time for or understand. And this kind of takes that off their plate, right? Absolutely. That's, that's exactly correct. And that's exactly what happens. Usually the task will start off with someone and then it'll get handed off to another person. And that person then ends up, dealing with five, six, seven, eight different contractors, collecting different insurance, receiving invoices from everybody, um, making certain that all the documents that they need for that individual to be on the premise are signed. So it, in essence, not only are they dealing with perhaps maybe their HR department, but now they're dealing with um, all the vendors, or if it's a administrative assistant, they're dealing with you know, their regular job, but at the same time, they're dealing with all of these other vendors for the facility. And so we, at the end of the day, come in as an extension to their management team. So when you're just getting started, not only are you finding your clients, the recipients of your services, but you're also also finding the service providers, right? So there's some moving parts right. in there. So Absolutely. I can certainly understand that that would be... Um, just a little bit on the overwhelming side um, in the beginning, but yeah, go yep. ahead. Yep, sir. So that's, that's correct. Um, our work is contracted out. So we have some great uh, partners that we get together with. So we have a wheelhouse of janitors, floor care, landscapers. And so these particular individuals we partner up with and, we then introduce some to these particular jobs that our clients need assistance with. And so that is the other side of, um, of the business. On the front side, we have our clients that we're dealing with. And then on the other side of the business, we're dealing with our contractors. 
And these particular contractors are obviously vetted. They are small to mid-sized businesses that we get together with. And we obviously at that point are checking insurance, are checking their business license. We're checking out referrals and references. And that's what enables them to get onto our platform. And then at that point, uh, depending on where the job comes up or where the necessity is, we will bring our partner in and explain to them you know, is this something that they'd be interested in taking on? And it's a win-win for everybody, I think, too, because a lot of these time, a lot of times, these contractors that have trades, they're really good at what they do, but they're not good at the sales side of their business. So you're keeping them busy and giving them work, and they're doing what they're really good at, and they don't have to go out and try to win that business. Yeah, exactly. Well, we have folks like that, for instance, that maybe are not great at sales, Mm -hmm. but they're great at their trade. And so with us, we obviously take care of the invoicing to the client. We take care of the, we, we take the complaints from the client. And then at that point, we're having the discussion with our contractor and we're aiding them through the process of making certain that the client is being taken care of. Um, On their side, they're dealing with the work that they do, what they're really good at. Mm -hmm. Um, They invoice us at the end of the month, we're paying on the 10th. So not only are they receiving the, the position through us, but they're not so concerned about getting paid. And they're not chasing a client for the invoices that they've sent out 30 days ago, 60 days ago, 90 days ago, et cetera. So not only are they not having to do the sales, they're also not having to do the collections, the payables, anything like that. So definitely can see the advantage for everyone. So understandably, first couple of years, as you said, were rough. What happened after that? You know, it, it, it really started to click. Um, things really started to come around. Um, we're a sales organization. And so once we started realizing more that there was more of a dependency on sales, that's when it came came to the understanding of hiring the certain type of individuals. Um, during the course in the beginning um, of any sort of business, right? You're, it's a hit or miss on who you're hiring, who you're training, how you're training. Um, you know, the home office is there reiterating their their cookbook in a sense <laughs> on, on how to do it. And as, as owners, sometimes we have a tendency of thinking that, well, gosh, I can do it a little bit different, or maybe I can cut a particular corner. That's for sure. <laughs> and, and you so, learn the hard way. <laughs> it, yes. Right. Right. And then someone has to remind you, remember what you paid for. You bought a franchise. Follow the recipe dummy. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Follow the recipe. And so after the first couple of years of some stumbles and and, and gaining clients um, and understanding exactly what the recipe, you know, details were, that's when things really started to kind of come around. Um, And that's when the team really started to come around. And that's where the growth really started to blossom. Well, and you did turn it around. So um, you've had some great successes. You've been um, recognized several times as a franchisee for your accomplishments. So 
you did figure out the recipe and you've done darn well with it. So let's talk about some of the accomplishments. Yeah. So, you know, our, our first goal, um, our major goal was actually, um, and this was out of the gate um, in the beginning, um, the setup and, and really the, the goal from the home office is that you're able to hit 10 million in 10 years. That is uh, uh, $10 million in revenue, right? In 10 years, $10 million in revenue in 10 years. Okay. So um, that is the big leap. And in the beginning, you aren't even really thinking about that. All you're thinking about, (laughs) that's a whole lot of zeros there. (laughs) Right now, I just got to be able to get an account. um, (laughs) One account. (laughs) One account. So, um, but we actually um, have come a long way. Uh, we've hit platinum. And so we have a couple of uh, ratings within the franchise uh, in, in the recognition. It's typically about 10 of the franchisees uh, per year that are recognized. I think now we've moved up to 13. Um, there are a little bit over 90 offices across the country now. Uh, so we've been, uh, we hit platinum twice, uh, which is a big accomplishment. We've been recognized by expertise as um, best office cleaning for a couple of years. Um, last year, we fell short um, by 900,000 in our 10 million goal. So this year is year nine for us. And there's no doubt that we'll be hitting our, our goal. Uh, this year in hitting 10 million. So, so you are going to hit that goal that was presented to you way back in the beginning that was so overwhelming. I actually have a uh, branded bat with a goal on it. Wow. Nice. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to show it to us. Awesome. Ah, uh, that's awesome. Oh, that's the Louisville Slugger thing. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. I love it. So, so, Michael, you said you hit platinum twice. Explain what platinum is because I it's very impressive. So I want you to say what it is. Yeah. So so platinum is hitting over a million dollars in sales of growth in the year. And then you also have to have a retention rate um, above 90 percent. And then you also have to have a penetration of your population within your territory. Got it. And the other thing is, you know, you said you had, your children were young when you started, but in 2020, you brought, I believe it's your oldest son, to come and work with you. And apparently he's a sales machine, right? So t- <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. He is. And he, he didn't start there. He didn't start there. You know, he was a, a COVID kid graduate. And um, so school shut down for him. And so he had the opportunity at that point uh, during COVID, we were doing a lot of electric static spraying. And so he got started with that and he was extremely busy. Uh, But as that came to a slowdown, he then needed to decide if he was going to stay within the business, what he was actually going to do. And he decided to move into the sales area. So we currently have um, three outside sales folks, and he calls and sets appointments for them on a daily. And that's all he does. He's also been recognized this past year. Uh, He's supposed to hit 50 appointments per quarter. 
And so he's been a sales achiever now for the past couple of quarters. Um, so he's doing really well with that. That's really neat. I love that. I'm hearing more and more people these days really wanting to have a business where they can get their either, you know, school age kids or adult kids involved in some way. And you are teaching him so much by having him participate in your business that way. Yeah. I think it's wonderful. Yeah, it's well, it, and like I've explained to Roxanne, it, 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 there's definitely the pros. Uh, there's definitely the idea that you can take your child in and show them and, and watch them grow within the business, but then you have your cons and that's the challenges you have in between it. Um, you know, we, we, we leave work and it seems like it at times never leaves us at times. And so <laughs> we do have our challenges there. It's not always roses um, consistently. Well, totally understood. Yeah. Nothing's always roses. So I'm always astonished at husband and wives that, um, you know, yeah. they live together, they carpool together, they work together all day, they carpool home. I'm like, that would not work for us. No. <laughs> I love my husband to death, but yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, so tell us what you've learned in the last nine years. You've learned a lot. Um, and I loved what you said about this when um, we talked about it on the phone. So tell us about your learnings. You know, I, it, it really comes down to, number one, um, I'm astonished even today that this particular type of business that I'm currently doing is something that realistically can be done anywhere. Um, you could really drop a, 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 you could drop me anywhere and I could be knocking on doors and by weeks in, we would have business that we'd be ready to take care of. Um, you know, we're walking up in the Inland Empire, we're out in the suburbs. Um, so we have a lot of logistical hubs out here. And some of these buildings, you would walk up and you'd think to yourself, well, I don't know if there's anything for us to do there. And at the end of the day, you come to find out that as long as there's bodies in that building, um, there's gonna be a break room, there's gonna be restrooms that need tending to. Um, so, that is one big thing. Um, the other piece of this particular business that I've learned is that we are at its infancy. We are truly just scratching the surface on what it is that we're doing. Um, there is so much more growth here. Um, some of the other offices, some of the, the offices across the country, they're well above 30 million in sales. And wow. so that has definitely set my my eyes and goals towards thinking that this should definitely be something that we should be closer to 40 million at one point or another. So that is extremely exciting uh, to see a business that, you know, we've had our challenges, we've had our growth, and yet I'm looking at this mountain that there's still a whole lot more to climb. And so that's the part that's really exciting for us. It's so scalable. And yeah. I think that is something everyone's looking for, but it's sometimes hard for people to grasp the difference in the type of business that you have versus something that's brick and mortar. Because so many times people think of brick and mortar restaurants or whatever when they think of franchise. And it's kind of beyond comprehension that there would be a business like yours. It's a franchise that can be scaled to the level that you're describing. 
Yeah, there's just a lot of, um, you know, obviously what I stated before, you know, we specialize in the janitorial, but the 20 plus different services, the list truly, truly goes on and on and on, depending on what it is your client is looking for um, and where their needs are. And so the scalability is definitely there. And that's why, you know, we, I look at this as something that, you know, every day there's something to do um, and there's somewhere to go and there's definitely growth behind it. And no day's the same. I think that's fun too, for a lot of people. They're always oh, yeah. different. The one, the other thing that you mentioned that I don't want to skip over is, is the control and being able to really create your own agenda. And, and really the control is, comes down to, and includes what you were just talking about, how you penetrate your territory and how you choose to grow. Correct. And that was, um, that was a big, uh, a big thing for me in starting this particular business is that I didn't want to entrap myself that I was in for almost 20 years. I wanted to be able to have that control. I wanted to be able to grow the way that I wanted to grow. I wanted to be able to do the things that I'm currently doing. And this business has allowed me to do that. Um, we have some great folks in the office here working and I got to hire those folks. And that part is really fun to be able to bring a team together um, is something spectacular where before more than likely in, in a lot of cases um, I would have been given a team or I would have been told exactly what it was that we needed mm -hmm. in order to put that team together. And in this particular case, obviously um, we're doing all of this together. And that's a piece that's really spectacular. One other big accomplishment that I want to have you talk about is the fact that you were able to buy a commercial building a couple of years ago. That's a big step. Right. So, um, you know, obviously when the dollars get a little bit larger and um, you start thinking about the next investment and where are you going and the fact that we were in a thousand square foot um, office and we have 10 people there. Um, <laughs> you started thinking about where are we going? Um, what are we going to do? And I think, and I thought to myself, well, gosh, I think I would make the best tenant, uh, nothing better than purchasing our own building. And so that's what we did. Um, we originally started actually off in Ranch Cucamonga. We crossed the street over to Ontario and, uh, we bought ourselves a 4,000 square foot building that we, did some real nice upgrades and um, once again, you know, designed it the way that we wanted it and have it designed and we built it out. And so that's been really fun to put together. Um, a funny story about that, not to kind of boast about the business that we do, but when I bought the building, I knew that there was a lot that I wanted to do on the inside and kind of gut some things out and build out these really cool glass cubes. Um, I actually hired someone to do that. And she even asked me, she goes, Mike, why am I doing this for you? I, you know, floor people, you know, painters, you know, plumbers, you know, why am I doing this for you? And I said, Carolyn, I'm doing this because I got a business to run mm -hmm. and I don't have the time to spend it seven days a week to try to put this building together. That's where I need you. 
And that's exactly what it is that we do at the end of the day for our customers. Yep. And you know, this kind of goes back to Sarah and I talk a lot about highest and best use of your skill sets. And um, I think that's a primary example of that. You could have taken that on and saved some money, but at the end of the day, that was going to slow you down and take your eye off the ball of what's most important, how you earn your living and let somebody else handle that for you. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome. So um, tell us, you've obviously had a lot of success over the last nine years. What advice, if someone's listened to this podcast and is thinking about entrepreneurship, thinking about buying a franchise, whatever, maybe they just want to own their own business, they're not sure how they want to do it. What advice would you give them? (laughs) This is, you know, this is really, really easy. And although most of us don't follow this, Um, I know that I did not in the beginning. Uh, We will go straight to Google. But the biggest piece (laughs) that you could do is find yourself a profession. That's it. You know, you need someone that's smarter than you. You need someone that has the experience. I knew that I was not going to build something in the garage. Um, I had a family to support. I already had a lifestyle. Um, I needed something. I needed a cookbook. I needed something that I could move really quickly into and keep what I had at the end of the day. And so I was fortunate enough to meet someone like Roxanne that really at the end of the day guided me through it. And that's what I would tell someone to do, whether it's franchising or, or putting a business together, find yourself an expert. Great advice. Great advice. Absolutely. Perfectly said. <laughs> we are so grateful for you taking time out of your day to join us. We know how busy you are. If somebody needed your services, they happen to be listening to this podcast, need your services in um, California, how would they reach you? How would you want them to reach out to you? Um, GoCityWide.com. Uh, you can look us up there. Uh, we're the Inland Empire, but at GoCityWide.com, you could reach any of our locations across the country. Wonderful. All right. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for joining us today on Unpredicted Entrepreneur. Uh, My name again is Sarah Wasco, and this is my colleague, Roxanne Rapsky. You can find our other episodes on our YouTube channel at FranNet of Dallas, Fort Worth and Oklahoma, or anywhere that you get your podcast. Please look us up on LinkedIn. We are very active there and would love to connect with you. And we will look forward to seeing you again soon. Thanks for joining us. 